Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning, Alan. Good morning to your listeners on another beautiful day here in the Southeast. And can I just say before we, we get into the meat of the issues, um, I'm delighted to hear of this investment in Waterford Airport. I believe with Waterford Airport on one side and Rosslare Europort on the other, this area of the Southeast should be a destination for tourism par excellence. And um, I've been arguing for the longest time that our job of work is to hold the tourists when they come into Rosslare Europort. I don't think we've been doing that as well as we should. I think we're starting to realise that we need to hold on to these. We need to we need to bring in these euros. The the, the links that we've uh, f- that we've developed with Northern France will be of great benefit here but it's all about holding on to the tourists when they when they get here and if 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 we look back over the last number of weeks at the likes of the phil murphy weekend and there's another fantastic uh, festival being planned in retangan in october these are the things that we should be able to hold the tourists with mm. this is a mecca for music a mecca for culture uh, we're known as the sunny southeast look as i've said in various council meetings Dingle doesn't have a Europort uh, on its fringe as we do. We need to exploit this. We need to hold on to the people. Okay, so the developments in uh, in Waterford Airport then, uh, like people will say, why are you mentioning Waterford? But the airport is a stone's throw away from Wexford. I know so, people coming in even to the Opera Festival would utilise the port, that's, or utilise the airport. That is just one example of it. So there are so many positives for this county if this uh, airport is developed and developed into an international airport. Absolutely, absolutely. And for so long I've, 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 I've argued that we have concentrated too much on Dublin, and I would maintain we have uh, continued to do to do that in other things. But this is a wonderful this is a wonderful development. Let's get the tourists into the southeast and let's hold on to them. Okay, look, just in relation to the comment that came in from Jimmy Walsh, and uh, I haven't spoken to Jimmy in a while, but he's more than welcome to talk to me in the programme, about the fact that you can't get drivers. You said it to me off-air that uh, drivers is an issue at the moment. Why, why is it such a big issue? Yeah, I've been talking to Bus Aaron yesterday. I'll be talking to them this evening again. I'm talking to private operators, and they tell me they simply they simply cannot get drivers. It, 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 it's also the case uh, with lorry drivers. They're, they're not to be had. There seems to be a great, great shortage. We need to look at training up more. Simple as that. And why? I mean, we have a shortage of dentists, a shortage of doctors. Now we're, t- we're talking about a shortage of drivers. Why have we got a, sor- a shortage in so many key areas, Jim? Do you think? Well, our shortage of dentists and our shortage uh, d- d- with our medical professionals is sadly because many of the medical professionals are are, are emigrating yep. to um, Australia and Canada and elsewhere, where they're simply their work life balance is, is much much better. You know, this has got to be a very expensive country to live in, Alan, as well. You know, it's a very difficult country. Mm. Our rents are our rents are skyrocketing. So I can see how people are just simply not remaining. Right. So there's a big debate to be had in all these areas. But I want to look at a, a story that it's in uh, the Wexford People this week, penned by Paulie Byrne. Students left high and dry by the lack of bus service. Now, uh, Councillor Tom Ford, who's, when he was in with me a couple of weeks ago, alluded to this being an issue. We're still in the month of August. We're still enjoying the sunshine. But for many people, they're planning now and school days are not too far uh, away. 
What's the situation here? The, the, the headline says students left high and dry by the lack of a bus service. What are we talking about? Yes, here, Alan, for, for all the students listening, sadly the summer is running out and they'll soon be back to school. But um, this is brought to my attention. I was contacted by a number of parents living in the Wexford area uh, who, who originated, let me say, in the Bridgetown area where they would have been entitled to uh, a bus to Bridgetown. But because there are no houses uh, anymore in Bridgetown and no houses to be had in the rural villages, be the Town, be the Carrigan Bano, be the uh, Timon, I, I find it very, very difficult. And I'm contacted all the time by people trying to get houses in these areas. I, as a councillor, and the other councillors are, sadly, we're recommending that the people put down Wexford as a preference, and many are going into Wexford. But they've started school in Bridgetown. That's where their friends are, that's where their family is. Right. And, and and our rural communities are being broken up. Uh, Bus Aaron has a responsibility to bring children from the catchment area, and I've discussed this with Bus Aaron, and there are places on buses, but the closest we can get is Killinick. But because there are not places uh, uh, in, the sc- in the schools in Wexford because they're quite often full. These people are travelling back out to Bridgetown. Now, just to put this into perspective, right. I've spoken to the principal and, and at the moment we're looking at about 30 people. Now, that's, that's, that's in or around 5% of and the school population and, and that are, people cannot com- transport. Sorry, just to recap, is this people coming out from Wexford to Bridgetown? Coming out from Wexford to Bridgetown. And and sadly, I must take responsibility for moving some of them in because there were no houses available. So I would have told them, put down Wexford as as, as your first option because there are houses coming up. Is there so another side don't... story to this, Jim, where there are students who can't get places in the secondary schools in Wexford are literally coming out to Bridgetown from the Wexford town area? Is that happening? Well, Alan, I'm nearly three decades uh, working in the school in Bridgetown, and every first year I'd say, where are you from, or where are you from? And now I get Bishop's Water, Clannard, and, and they're very, very welcome. Mm. But there's, there's a huge percentage now from the town coming out. So, as I say, they have often cut the links uh, w- with the l- rural area and had to move into town because there was no house available to them. Right. And... And the other They're side of it is people that are coming out from the town because they can't get places in the secondary schools. Yes, yes. So there's two sides to it's it. It's a bit of a mess. It's a bit. It's quite a mess. How do you so solve I would it, appeal, I would appeal to um, the private bus companies. You know, if somebody is willing to fill this void, if they contact me, I'll certainly put them in touch with the put them in touch with the parents. But I think Bus Aaron is going to really have to look. Is going to have to team up with the Department of Education and look at this. Hmm. You know, they really are. But the, the, this is a symptom, Alan, of a much greater problem. Right. It's the housing crisis that's causing all of this. Yeah, it's and people y- 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 not y- remaining in their own communities. Yeah, just going back to what you said about the truck drivers, uh, the first text in is, money is not there anymore for driving trucks. Is this the issue? Are, are people not being paid enough? Is that why it's not attractive for them? I have been told that by some drivers. I have been told that. It's, it's not so long ago uh, uh, that I met a driver who was, who was, who was living in his cab. Hmm. So... I mean, they, 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 they suffer they suffer the same costs of rent and, and cost of living expenses as, as, as everyone else. But I, I have to reiterate this. The problem with the transport to the schools yeah. is the housing crisis in this country, where we, do, we are not building houses in these rural areas to allow these uh, communities to sustain and remain there. 
And this is this is the destruction of these communities. And it's 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 absolutely heartbreaking. You know, well, to, to be part of it. Well, we, we, we discussed this with Roland. Yeah, 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 we discussed this with Roland Lyons yesterday, and I asked him for some solutions. And Malcolm Byrne was here in studio with me as well. I discussed it with him too, and I've invited uh, Johnny Mythen contacted me, so I invited him to talk to me about it tomorrow. But one of the things that was mentioned was you've got to get not-for-profit houses, in other words, social housing built, and built very quickly. Um, Malcolm Burns seemed to indicate that he saw positives coming down the line, projections, targets will be reached. Do you you agree with that? Do you think the targets will be reached? Or do you think it's just a pipe dream? Well, you know, Alan, it's it's, it's very easy to talk about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, but the one uh, continuum and the one thing that hasn't changed since I've been elected is I've noticed more and more people become homeless. Hmm. So it, it, this is a, a, a long playing record, this threat that is going to get better. But at the moment, there's 10,000 people in emergency accommodation, 3,000 of them are children. Hmm. I mean, this is, this, this is a crisis. Hmm. Uh, you, 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 have an example, you have an example of dealing with, um, for, with homeless people that you want to share with me and share with the listeners. I do, and, and, and could I just, uh, before, before, um, before I even get into that, could I mention the plight of one young woman who was in uh, contact with me yesterday, a young woman who's, who's pregnant and, and will give birth in three months' time, but has been told she has to leave her accommodation in the next two months. Hmm. Now, I mean... That's, that's, she's terrorised. She's so afraid, nowhere to turn. And you know, the number speaks for themselves. She's just going to be another one of the over 10,000. But yeah, I'd like to speak about this a little bit if I could, Alan, and thanks for the opportunity. I'm not happy with uh, the series of questions and the amount of paperwork that people presenting themselves to the county council um, as being homeless must present. I had an unfortunate case about three weeks ago where a man went back and forth for two full weeks with the council and he had to get 52 uh, weeks pay slips and, and, and obviously his PPS numbers and all those things. But I, I don't have a problem that homeless people, of course, at some point have to present these things to the council. Hmm. But to really expect when somebody comes in, perhaps after sleeping out at the rock, sleeping under the bridge, uh, to have this file under their arm is is frankly unfair. Hmm. You know, it's very hard to charge an iPad or a or a mobile phone if you've slept out of doors and you're not going to have access to all these things. So I would ask for a period of grace for people when they when they come forward, accept them as you know. Nobody really wants to go on a holiday into a homeless hostel. Accept them at their word. Give them a period of grace. It's, it's the, 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 the least we could expect of any sort of humane treatment. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.